This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey, folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern coming to you live here up on top of Grove Hill with all the snow flying around. Hope you guys are enjoying. Happy Saturday out there. And, um, and also we have with us on the phone line, I believe he is available, Mr. Terry Kernan from Presidential Bank. Terry, are you there? I am here. All righty. Good to hear from you. All right. We're going to get right into it since we have our special guest today, Kenny McLean, and uh, the appraiser. We're going to have Ask the Appraiser. So for all of our listeners out there, you guys can definitely call in 301-694-9363. Again, if you don't have it on speed dial on your cell phone, you should do it for WFMD, 301-694-9363. All right, Terry, what's going on in the mortgage world as we begin 2024? Jobs, jobs, jobs. Uh, that's the big news this week, and that came on Friday. That came on yesterday. Much-anticipated jobs number, okay? So what we're always looking for is where are the jobs going? Are we going to have more jobs coming? So the prediction, Darren, was 170,000 new jobs created, and we came in much higher than expected at 216,000. So that was good news for the economy, but bad news for the rates. So we lost a lot of ground in the rates that we had picked up previously. The 10-year bond went up to 4.1%, but by the end of the day, it dropped back down to 3.9%. So cooler heads started to prevail. Let's think about where the jobs came from. Number one creator of jobs last month, the, the government. 52,000 new jobs uh, were created within the government. So if you hear about government cutbacks and stuff, that doesn't seem to be happening. The next biggest field was health care. That's probably an area that we need to increase, and that was $38,000. And then the next largest was um, leisure, okay, um, you know, uh, hospitality and leisure. So we're looking at areas that really aren't in the manufacturing field. They're not in the supply field. So those are the areas that we really need, the construction needs to be higher. The manufacturing needs to be higher. Those are the areas that are not going up. Those are the areas that we need to go up to where I feel that we can get more houses being built, which will enable us to give us a little bit more supply. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that a little bit with Kenny today. Next week, we're looking at the big numbers, the CPI index and the PPI, the producer price index. Those are going to be big numbers. Those are going to point the rates in one direction or the other, it may keep them level. Um, but I think that we will have decent numbers there. So we'll either stay steady or inch down a little bit based on the um, inflation numbers that are coming out next week. So that's what's going on. And that's a, that's a, that's the big news. All right. Appreciate it very much. Um, definitely. I know we're starting to see a little bit more buyer activity, some of that seasonal and, um, 
and all that good stuff. So, all right, I'm going to get right on into it, everybody. Um, for uh, With Kenny and all that, he is here with us live. If you guys have been listening in, or some of our longtime listeners, Kenny was back with us back in June in the summertime this last year. So just about every six months, like to have his up, update and input on and uh, to be able to answer your questions as well and make himself available to everybody out there. So, Kenny, good to have you on today. Oh, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it. And I guess we're on track for every six months now, I hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we like to de definitely have you come in because you are the expert in the appraisal I, uh, field. Um, Terry and I, I know enough to be dangerous, as you know, but every so often I thank you for picking up your cell phone whenever I've called you. And it's almost like we're playing the prices right. I'll have a property and I'll say, okay, the first number I know is a five. It's the next two numbers. Sometimes that next two numbers hard to get to. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're not easy to get to. So, all right, tell all of our listeners who you are and about your company and all that good stuff real quick. Oh, Kenny McLean with Six McLean and Associates. I've been doing this now for uh, 17 years. Um, you know, started out as a trainee and uh, here we are on the radio. <laughs> Bring it into the big time. We got thousands of listeners out there, so don't get nervous out there. All right. So, yeah, appreciate it. All right. Most uh, most sellers and buyers, Kenny, they want to know the most important thing is besides the values and how you arrive at that. But what are the methods or approach do you predominantly use? Because I, I every so often I get, especially sellers, if value doesn't come in or whatever, but even buyers, and they'll be like, well, how did they arrive at that? Like, help me with the method of madness. And that's when I turn your number over to them and say, here, ask the appraiser. He'll definitely tell you. Well, the most relied upon method is a sales comparison approach and um you know you, you'll see that with terry um you know when you're when you're doing loans for mortgages and for purchases um you know the underwriters the lenders they, they rely on that approach as well uh, there are two other approaches the cost approach uh, more heavily relied upon with new construction properties and then the income approach is more relied upon for two to four unit investment properties so what we're looking at is a sales comparison approach focus most on that okay we have a caller tom is on the line tom are you there Yes, I am, Aaron. All hey, right. Uh, Go ahead. Under the, under the category of uh, figures lie and liars figure, um, when when uh, Cherry was re was uh, reporting those stats, and I'm referring to the uh, the Biden administration as being the liars, uh, apparently, uh, eleven out of the last twelve months they revised those figures. So I think it would be instead of instead of saying how rosy the Unemployment figures are, and how uh, how many tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of jobs have been added. Uh, is is to go with the revised number? At, le at least have the decency to mention the revised number instead of the the lying Biden administration's BS numbers. It, and that was covered. That was covered earlier this morning by um, on Jan's show on on uh, Jen's show at at nine o'clock. Right, right. And what do you feel that how that's going to affect the whole real estate market as a whole? Well, I mean, if you, if you come on there and with and say, if you're going to take our government's word of just how rosy things are, when it's not factual information. If you're going to, I mean, report the truth, not not be off by tens of thousands of jobs. Right. Tom, this is Terry. I'm, I'm still here. Uh, you've got a very good point there. They do often revise the numbers, and they don't always give the numbers or, or produce the numbers. But uh, in, in yesterday's news, they were basically just saying that, you know, November and December were 
uh, revised as well. And I, I so yes, the numbers do get revised quite often because they're not 100% accurate when. Now. Well, I would say 11 out of 12 months is, is far from 100%. I mean, how how misleading and deceitful is that? Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I'm just telling on, on you know you know from our sources, which is I understand, but I, I think Terry, you have to mention you should mention the revised figures also. If you're going if you're going to, if you're going to say accept the Biden administration for how how rosy things are and go with their lies, at least have the decency to mention the revised figures also for the previous months. Okay. I, I will definitely look those up, and I'll turn to the end of the show. Yeah, we'll do that. All right, Tom, do you have any question for our appraiser here today? No, just, uh, well, all I can say is if he's, he, he's got Wayne's, he's got some big shoes to fill from Wayne Six. I mean, Wayne Six was the best appraiser ever on it. In my opinion, the, the, the top on his worst day, falling down drunk, he'd be better than anybody else in Frederick County. <laughs> I appreciate that, Tom, and I'm going to try to keep up that same reputation. Have a great weekend. All right, we're going to keep going into this. All right, uh, Kenny, what is the most difficult? By the way, everybody, um, uh, Terry will get some revised numbers on some of these figures and things like that. The most important thing, I guess, to um, think about, you know, Kenny, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Any revised figures and things that come out, I don't know exactly how much that dictates, quote unquote, a new adjustment in how the Fed responds with interest rates or all these other things uh, of that nature in general, you know, because it just trickles all the way down to the bottom of everything. Buyer and seller consumer confidence, if you will, right, on what they're deciding, what they feel is the best interest of how they're supposed to navigate through things. But direct, but, but directly, some of that is definitely affected by, as we see now, we're going to talk about it, how are buyers feeling about rates, you know, and the prediction that we just had that just came out this week and ideas that we have revolving around where interest rates and affordability is going to go. Because at the end of the day, that really is the most important thing. But yes, knowing revised numbers, I really don't know how the government or how people respond to that. Let's be honest. Most people don't even know what that means or how that affects things in general. They just know in real time, what's my affordability? What am I paying? What's out there? What's for sale? Or prices going up? Are they going down or whatever? So what are your thoughts on that? Well, we're going we're to start jump right into the rates. I mean, I think that you know most sources, as we as we've known and have heard over the last couple of weeks, are saying the rates are going to stay in the mid-sixes throughout 2024. Right. I don't think that's going to solve our inventory problem. Nope. I, I think we're really going to – I think we're really going to need – by the end of 2024, I think we need to dip down in the fives. Absolutely. And that, and that will help the end of the seasonal market that we're starting to see as well. Yeah. And that's the thing. If um, I, I, I've said it many times, uh, the golden uh, handcuffs, you got so such a large percentage of homeowners that have a mortgage that is around three and a quarter, three percent, some even a little bit less here and there. And to give that up six percent, six and a half, there's just no way. Not with not with how values have gone up even more. Now, if values have gone down 10, 20, 30 percent. Fine. That may be one factor to definitely consider that will bridge that gap. Oh, that would certainly increase the inventory if the values went down. But I don't foresee that happening in the near future. And that's the thing we're going to see. So we're going to get right into that. Um, one of the questions somebody asked is, what is 
the most difficult property to appraise and why? May sound simple, but new construction, uh, new construction outside of a residential subdivision are one of the hardest uh, properties to find data for because, as Terry will tell you, most of the loans are uh, being done as construction to perm loans. They're buying the land, then they're building the house. We, as the appraisers, cannot combine those two numbers to make a comparable sale, even though, and you'll see it in MLS, uh, very a lot of handful of listings that uh, have those two numbers combined advertised as new construction sale. We can't use them, unfortunately. Wow. All right, let's get into market news and data. What do you think about how, uh, within that, how 2023 ended up for the values and with inventory, and then what are the uh, and what's the average where we landed? Because that's what all of our listeners typically want to know is, how did Frederick County and our whole surrounding area, did values go flat? Did they go down a little? Like last year, I think it was, what, from June until December, we saw a little bit of a dip. But what happened from January 2023 to right just recently when Santa Claus came. Yeah, we did. I mean, we, we'll, we'll talk about the values overall in 2022 because of that dip are only 2% less than what they were on the average sales price of 2023. However, when we hit 2023, we had an average sales price in January for the whole month of around 456. By the end of December, throughout the month of December, we almost hit $500,000 on average sales price in Frederick County. Prices went up 9%. Now, that 9% was the increase through September to August. And now we've pretty much leveled off, and we have hopefully are starting to see some more seasonal real estate market around here now. And um, you're not, not the craziness the pandemic brought us. Okay. So the 9% that we came back, bounced back from the end of 2022 has been predominantly from January up until mid-year August, right? That is, that is correct. And we've, and we've, we've flatlined since then pretty much. That's what I've been telling sellers. Sellers, I have a big house in Middletown getting ready to put on the market in Glenbrook. You know, you're looking in the mid sevens and sure. such. I mean, it's, it's 50 some hundred square feet, gorgeous, updated the whole nine yards. And uh, I've been trying to tell them, like, look, they, you know, everybody would like to get like eight hundred thousand or higher in it. And I said that 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 we are flattened out. I mean, it's flat. We just need to be glad right now. Values on the high end market, they're just they're not coming down, and we don't see that happening simply because of inventory. And so let's talk a little bit um, about numbers today. Where we're at today, total active homes on the market is about. Well, it's, it's about um, right around 284. To, I, I do my stats at the beginning of the week. Yep. But, uh, you know, keep in mind, you know, 130 of those are new construction. So we only have 154 resales in all of Frederick County. Yeah, let that sink in again, right? And the average time the market. So here it is, major inventory shortage. We just don't see that. I do not see. I have. Um, I just listed two in Montgomery County. And then as far as, like, in our area here coming up, I have just a lot of people, they're just waiting. They're delaying. There's just nothing out there that they can go to or a situation yet that's triggering it. And so in my mind, Kenny, I've got like built up, pent up demand on both sides of selling and buying as well for most regards. So what's the um, average time? And I don't see inventory just going much at all. What about uh, average time on the market? You know, average days on the market last week, there was a lot less activity last week because of the holiday. But the average days on the market was, you know, with 27 that went under contract, Twenty, it was 24 days um it's mm -hmm. still less than one month um you know you an imbalanced inventory you want to you want to create that you know that three month time frame that the three to four month time frame when you have more and more homes to choose from 
Right. The big thing is the coming soons. Uh, we're down to 24. 24 coming soons. And as our listeners know, I've said before, that can be up to three weeks before that thing even comes out as being active. Um, and but, most of them are sold by the time they hit that by, by the time they hit that button. Exactly. <laughs> you already have right people that are already offering, so there's sure. definitely 20, 30 percent or more don't even make it to the active status, which brings the point of can we offer on a place that's not active yet? Of course, that's pretty much sight unseen. So, pending under contracts uh, right now, what do we have? Well, pending under contracts, we have. Um yeah, we, 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 we put 27 under contract last last week and 46 sold. What do you have on your stats there, Dan? Yep, two, we have 286 uh, total, 148 brand-new builds, 138 resale. Under again, contract. Under okay. contract, which, again, this is mind-blowing. Kenny, when is the last time we're, we've seen this as a consistent thing, almost never, where we have more brand-new homes under contract than resales? It's... It's been a while. Um, you know, again, lack, lack of inventory. Really, the only thing you have to buy is new construction at this point. Yep. And days on market, the average time of the resale, 25 days. Um, obviously, new ones, they take you know much longer in their spec homes. Sold in the last 30 days, um, which was pretty much the month of December. When you said slow, this took my breath away. 201 homes sold in the last 30 days. Yep, average time 24 days, single family homes. Um, there was 105 of those at 545 average. And then there were 18 brand new homes that had sold in the last 30 days and 183 resales. What are your thoughts on that? Well, we, I mean, we, it was like you say, you took your breath away. It's still, it, it's, it, we're, we're back, we're, we hit a seasonal law there in, in November, December. I think people probably took a break here when you know enjoyed the time with their uh, with their family in the holidays which we haven't seen the seasonal trends but we're starting to see them co start to come back yep and the sold to price ratio we were right at it's been around it's been a hundred percent you know 101 100 percent 102 a couple you know, a couple years ago 105 yep. you know when COVID hit i've always said to our listeners if we see that number that's a big indicator if that number gets down to like 94 or less that's when you really see a you'll, pretty big shift in the market. You'll see inventory come up if that number goes, you know, goes down to 90, 98, 95. You, you'll see that number creep up for inventory. Yep. All right. So we go to the market news and everything. We know the values are up almost 9%. We're flattened out. It'll be really interesting. What is your prediction for 2024 as far as how much do you think values uh, as a whole are going to go up in our area? That's a tough call. If we're looking at, if we're looking oh, at, oh, come six, on, I must had you. If we're looking at six, I think we did this last year i think if we're looking at six percent interest rates we went up nine percent this year um it was a pretty slow year last year if i had if i had to rub the magic ball i would say we're going to see a you know a spring market into summer with a, maybe a six percent appreciation and then we're going to flatten off into a seasonal market like we did this year okay yeah that's good i've had people ask me what is a balanced market what when do how do we know it's still a seller's market when do we know it's turning into more of a buyer's market speak into that well back in you know back before the pandemic it used to be a thousand to eleven hundred units on the on, on for sale for residential properties um i think now if we can get 600 on the market i think it's really going to shift the market a little bit and give those buyers more options yeah and when do you think i mean when do you think we could possibly see 600 homes for sale? Last year in 2022, we saw 480, and that was very, very short-lived. Of, of this month, I'm mean, sorry, this year in 2023, there were less than 300 homes for sale for over eight months on the market. Wow, that is crazy. So that's what I've been saying. If we can just get over 400 
it's like new territory that we haven't seen in like a long, long time, it feels like. All right, what do you think about mortgage rates? Where do you see that going in 2024? I think we touched on it a little bit. What do you think? Well, I think uh, uh, all the experts, I can't control the rates, but the experts are saying in the sixes, and I'd love to see it get the fives. Yeah, the word on the streets, we were this last week at Frederick County Association of Realtors. We had from NAR, National Association of Realtors, we had Lawrence Young, who is the chief economist. He came up from D.C., and he's on national news quite a bit with uh what is it with fox business yeah, or, i've seen them on the seen them oh on the yeah record. so anytime that anytime that the news meeting everybody want to know uh what's going on with the predictions for housing they typically go right to lawrence and we had him in person and uh it, I, it was great over at dutch's daughter we had a great time being there with be with him and he gave out a lot of statistical data and some things that are really good and we're going to share more of that coming up in more programs uh ahead um but, but he had said i think word on the streets is that the federal fed is going to potentially drop rates three times or more in 2024 here well, is Terry still on with us? Yeah, Terry, you there? Hey, is he hiding there? Or is he there you go. How do you feel about that, Terry? I what do you think am. that's going to do to the interest rates and mortgage rates? Um, I think that the three cuts is going to be very aggressive. Um, we talked about it on our manager's meeting the other day, and we need to see a lot more uh, improvement in the inflation before the feds are consider start cutting. Because the last thing the feds want on their hands is to cut aggressively when they raise. We all know that they raised aggressively, but to cut aggressively and cut too early and uh, will be a huge, huge stake if they cut too early too often because they don't want, if they have to retract and raise rate in 2025, then it's a whole different ball game. Uh, so I don't think that the three cuts are going to come. I think you might see one later this year and then another one closer to the election. Uh, call it political if you want, but see what happens during the presidential election year. All righty. Well, we're all going to find out together, boys and girls. But, uh, man, I have been saying to get more inventory. What do you think it's going to take to get more inventory? We have both agreed right around 5%. I think 5% would be that key transition and, point. Yep. And unless somebody in their lives has an event that happens, a uh, medical or something to where um, someone's willing to give up that 3 or 4% interest rate that sellers you know, are living in still, um, that's going to be pretty difficult to convince only because of affordability. So, um how do you handle appraisal value issues? Everybody wants to know, like, how... Okay, so whenever... And it, it's rare, but I would say, what, like 10 there, 15% of the time, properties may have a valuation issue? There's some, there's some cases. There's, it, it's fewer than it was a few years ago, yeah. um, you because know, people were just bidding outrageous numbers, <laughs> to, just, just to desperation to try to get a house. Uh, we're, we're seeing less and less properties um, not hit that contract price, or you know, or even be above the contract price. Um, to, to, you know, to handle that, it, we're, we're just out to give our unbiased opinion. I, I have no skin in the game, is, is about the best way to put it. And... Um, um, yes, in some cases, unfortunately, the uh, the value is just not quite there. But uh, in a lot of cases now in this market, the values are uh, pretty much dead on. Agents are doing a very good job listing their properties. Yeah, sellers are definitely more in tune of understanding if you are overpriced, if you miss the mark. 
by just a couple thousand dollars or whatever, um, yeah, you, you're going to miss the boat. Like you're not going to be sold. You're not going to get an offer, multiple offers, definitely, and you're not going to get one in that first two weeks or whatever it is. You start getting into 30 days, you are in really, really big trouble. If you're on, if you're on the market more than you know more than a month right now, it's just time to get with your sellers and say it's you know, it's time to readjust that price because. Though you know the market is hot, though it's slow right now, it's still hot. Stuff's going under contract, as we've seen all the stats mm -hmm. very quickly. Right. So the way you know, and I appreciate all of you guys, appraisers. You've always given us as agents, if they're you know, with data, to say is there anything here? It is. Um, is there anything that we could be possibly missing that could come in? Because all I love the fact that it's all factual based. There's no emotions. It's just facts. Is it? Is there? Is everything lining up correct? Square footage. This, that, the year. All that kind of stuff. But some people say, yeah, but you don't understand. My house is better or I have a swimming pool and theirs didn't use the comparable that didn't have this or that or something that I think is better in my house. Um, you and, know, we're, and we're not, we're, and that's not uncommon. We, we go back there. We have what they call reconsideration of value. If, you know, if mm -hmm. the borrower, the agent thinks that we might have missed a piece of data or might have interpreted a piece of data incorrectly or um, you know, in our opinions, we, we certainly go back and look at that and, and, we'll, and we'll acknowledge their request all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, all right. So one of the other big things I, I find that to make sure that someone does not miss the mark, if there is a because we have a lack of data, the hard part for us is when there's a lack of data. I, I have always said, look, um, we definitely ain't going to know Zillow land or Remax or Redfin or anybody else and what their valuations are trying to say. Even though they've gotten a little bit better, I will say they've gotten a little bit tighter in the last few years. What are your thoughts? I've seen, I've, I've had a lot of people call in and said, Zillow says this, Zillow said this. <laughs> um, and I, 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 I don't like it when Zillow says that, but Zillow has, um, like, like the tax assessment office, Zillow has also increased their values over the last year. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. So, hey, you're doing good. Nothing's going bad around here. So one of the things I suggest, Kenny, is pre-sale appraisals. How does that actually work and is there a difference if you're doing a pre-sale appraisal and then all of a sudden we get an offer in later and the bank has their own a different appraiser and those numbers come in a little bit different and all of a sudden this new the seller is now saying hey we we want this one or we want this one or what 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 are the advantages or how's it all work and all well, that any 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 good trained appraisers should be you know we're not going to have the two exact numbers on two appraisals done the same day but they should be within a very very close range of, of each other it's an opinion of value yeah it, what's know, that percentage people want to like what would you kind of say yeah a general rule of thumb there's no written hand guide but yeah. a general rule of thumb should definitely be within five percent but i would like mm -hmm. to keep that you know i'd like to keep that closer if we can yeah and that's what i've told sellers the same thing when they're shopping appraisers you and a bunch of others and they're gonna say who do you think's going to be conservative and who do you think's going to be more aggressive? And I said, look, it's numbers or numbers. It isn't about emotion, boys and girls. Yeah, and for a pre-sale appraisal, you know, for 500 extra dollars when you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars, the, the buyer, the seller has their opinion, the agent has their opinion. For, you know, for $500, why not get yes. a third unbiased opinion of value? Yeah, and that way I've told people, we'll see how close I've been. And I've had situations, I'm like, the dang price is right. Instead of $100, which I do on Alta statements where my seller's net sheet. But I literally have had, I've literally come up with mine and I'll say, look, our job is we don't, as agents, we don't give an exact number. That's your job. You're the professional in that. We are only allowed to ultimately, within our scope of expertise, be able to give a range of value. 
And um, and so when I give that range, I'll say, look, if you had a gun to my head and I have to choose a number within this range of value based on inventory and trends and buyer demand and all this other fun stuff and factors that I live, eat, and sleep and breathe 70 hours a week, there's the number I'll give you. And then I've had a pre-appraisal come mm-hmm. in. I've literally been like two thousand on a five $600,000 home. I've literally been within three or $4,000, which is like 1% or less. And the sellers is just like, dang. Well, you brought up a good point. You have that range. We also, you know, we use more than three uh, three mm-hmm. or four comparable sales or, or more. And we also come up with a range. And then that range, when you wait that range at the end, it's based on market conditions. The market's hot. You're probably going to wait that range towards the upper end. If, if it's a great house with all the updates, you're going to wait that range towards the upper end of that range of that comparable data. We got two minutes left. This is the big one. Somebody asked one of our callers called in and said, what condition of a property affects values most? Adds or takes away from? Okay. Kitchens and baths, they're, they're always going to be at the top of that list, but appraisers are not looking at just the pretty kitchens and baths. Um, you know, you might you might have that, you know, that nice kitchen, nice bath compared to that other house that just had the water heater, the roof, the HVAC, all the big ticket items done. So that value difference, you really got to look at what, you know, the overall and not just the uh, the glamour of the, the quartz and the stainless steel. All right. And what things in a surrounding area negative affects values like power lines, uh, landfill, like on Rismo Road or whatever, or other factors? Does that really affect value? Power lines have always been that number one is perceived as negative. There's, I mean, oddly enough, there's not a lot of houses in the in the Frederick County area that you know that go power lines go right over top. Right. Other other influences are you know are do you adjoin a commercial uh, commercial use property? Are you on a busy street compared to a cul-de-sac? Those are, you know, those are the things that, you know, that, you know, flood zones. Those are the things that, that would affect value somewhat, but not as much as they used to in this market. All right. Kenny, tell everybody out there how they can call and get a hold of you so that they, uh, they that you can help them out. Oh, sure. Six McLean and Associates at 301-694-5626. Appreciate the uh, calls. All right. Get your Presto now. Show your car some love instead of the house. Thanks so much for calling it, coming in today. And uh, we will see you guys. Happy buying and selling. And get your snow shovels ready. It's coming down now. Meg Goller with Community Title Network. Experience close to home. Community Title Network is the most trusted title and settlement partner for real estate professionals, buyers, and sellers. Our team is comprised of the most skilled and experienced underwriters in our region to ensure your rights are secured as an owner or as a lender. We combine that with our skilled and experienced attorneys, settlement agents, and processing staff who ensure a smooth closing experience. Our Frederick office is conveniently located along Carroll Creek in downtown Frederick. For your next settlement, give Community Title Network a call. We're at 301-304-6620. At Community Title Network, we challenge the norm. Where good is the benchmark for many, we aim for greatness. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301 639 9244 301-639-9244, or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. 
And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com.